Welcome to the CoVenture Podcast. We sit down with leaders, experts, and innovators in Colorado's Roaring Fork Valley and beyond to explore how to build sustainable businesses and ecosystems in rural communities. From tactical solutions to new ways of thinking, we're here to find out what it looks like to succeed together. Thanks for joining us. This episode is part of our Women in Leadership series, created in partnership with The Hive. Hello out there in podcast land. Uh, Mike Mercatoris here with the CoVenture Business Snapshot. I uh, want to give a shout out and a thank you to uh, our sponsors, Cypher Smith and Frampton uh, Real Estate here in the Roaring Fork Valley. Also CoVenture. Um, if you guys have any questions about business, you're thinking about getting out there on your own, definitely give us a call down here. Look us up. You can reach us. We're right here on Main Street in Carbondale. And I am here today with Amanda Gobb. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> and Amanda is um, actually going to be helping me uh, with hosting these next series of podcasts because we're actually we're going to focus on women entrepreneurs in the Valley and the world in general. And so Amanda's here to kind of help us guide us along the, the way with that. And what would you say your official title is here at CoVenture? Yeah, first of all, no pressure because I'm like the second co-host now. So right? I have to like live up to this. And my title here is Women's Outreach Ambassador. Okay. So I focus on uh, women's programming events and uh, just, just getting more women into the space. Great, great. And we've had, you know, obviously with, with covid um, CoVenture were traditionally more of a co-working space and entrepreneur incubator. Um, over the last couple of months, we've kind of shifted to, um, you know, business life support, helping people get through this time yes, and, very and figure it out. Um, and have you seen, have you had some contact with some women entrepreneurs and they're able to help them out? Yeah, absolutely. And I think over the summer, actually, a few of us joined a session for Western Slope Startup, Startup Week, yeah, and we uh, did a presentation there, um, kind of talking about, you know, how to pivot or how to kind of think about your next steps, and then definitely I've talked to quite a few women that have either been more busy <laughs> in this crazy time, yeah. or maybe things have slowed down and they've had to pivot, so I don't want to totally give away all the podcast series episodes, but more to come on that, and I think, too, just recognizing People are maybe a little zoomed out or webinared out, sure. and so uh, taking a little bit of a step back, even and trying to figure out, you know, how do we still support each other even during this crazy time? So, well, good. Well, we're thankful you're here. Um, I'm super interested to to dig in a little bit because, you know, your experience um, is not is not very typical compared to what a lot of our experiences here in the Roaring Fork Valley. Yeah, a lot of us are. Well, how did you get here? Well, I moved out here to be a ski bomb and worked as a bartender and did this and did that. Um, Amanda is has had a lot of experience uh, in the corporate world, and so I'm excited to hear a little bit about that. You you went to school in uh, the University of Iowa, right? No. Oh, jeez. Iowa State. Iowa State. I think that's uh, a big mistake. Cut it. That <laughs> is a huge mistake. Go Cyclones. I uh, no. Uh oh, I think we might. I need to stop the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm fired. <laughs> well, so um, in Iowa, tell us yeah. a little bit about what you went there to study. Originally, you're yeah. from Denver. Yeah, yeah. So I went there for marketing and advertising. Uh, it was 2008 when I graduated. So just like all those those poor kids, I uh, didn't really know what I was gonna do. 
and was very thankful to find my first role uh, in the agency space doing SEO, PPC, all of those classic, classic digital marketing uh, areas. And then. And so just so yeah. you guys know, like when, when you say the agency space, um, it's, uh, it's advertising, marketing. Yes. 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 Yeah. So companies hiring the agency that I worked at, worked at a handful in the Denver area and hiring us for our skills and expertise being that vertical expertise, UX, design, uh, development, it really depended on what that company needed. And a lot of companies, large brands will hire agencies out to fulfill whatever those needs are. Right on. And so give us an example, like, um, you know, I know you, you said you mentioned in the pre-interview, we talked yeah. about Ogilvy yeah. being a huge company. Yeah. Um, give us a little example of what what they would hire you and, and the agency to do. Yeah, well, I worked for Ogilvy. And so uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers was a customer, Aetna, mm. uh, Core Power Yoga. I, I worked for a lot of those big brands. And so essentially as an account director, account strategist, you're essentially an extension of the customer's team. Okay. So they hire you to build out a product, maybe sometimes a, like a website or an experience. Really, again, just depends on what they're looking for. And then the agency really assembles a design team, development team to kind of fulfill that need. So when I was working for Ogilvy, I was on a project oftentimes for like two years. So PricewaterhouseCoopers, I worked with them for multiple years, okay. building out multiple products for their teams. Uh, same thing with uh, State of Colorado. I know I mentioned like OEdit and yeah. the creative industries area with you and um, tons, tons and tons of other brands around the Denver or like uh, international market. So uh, it really just varied. And that's kind of the fun of agencies is you get to work with a lot of different types of customers, uh, different verticals as well. So you learn a lot. I just learned a ton in those years. Right. You talked about uh, when working with, uh, what do we call it? P PWC? Price yeah, Waterhouse yeah, Coopers. yeah, yeah. Um, and, and you became a bit of a tax expert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, you know, in essence, these companies would come and they would say, um, we have this, we need help on this, this product. Right. And at Price Waterhouse Coopers, it was a, a launch for a new tax. Website. Yeah. An internal tool for them. Mm -hmm. An internal to, tool with, to use within the company. Right. But they would basically come and, and, and say, okay, we're going to, we need you to send us somebody. So yeah. you would basically become part of that yeah. company yeah for a absolutely of years. and that's often when you work at some of those bigger agencies you become a consultant in lack of a better word mm -hmm. uh so i was going down to their dallas office multiple times a month uh, multiple days of a week so four uh, days working. a week sometimes yeah. you were flying down yeah. or you would be yep. there for four days yep, four yeah. days a week uh sitting in their conference room sometimes 12 hours a day uh, their note often the only female in the room right? Um, and really just diving in and learning a lot, working with their internal teams, their, their internal development teams, our te development team, our design team, their design team, working on strategy with them, trying to figure out what business objectives they're trying to achieve and then how we can brainstorm to kind of build a product or build an experience for them depending on what they're trying to do. Um, and these are multi-year projects, right? Like these are right. things you can just turn around. Um, it takes a lot of Tons of planning, tons of brainstorming, iteration, do-overs again, and uh, working on all of that. So, yeah, it's uh, you know, a lot of us out here in, in the in the smaller, uh, you know, businesses, we kind of do that all ourselves, and we wouldn't even think that man, you can go out there and mm -hmm. and hire an expert and bring them in, and they can be here a couple days a week and really help you work on something within a smaller division. But 
sounds yeah. pretty exciting. Yeah, I I uh, I am always a proponent of hiring out agencies. I think there's a reason why they exist. There are experts on those teams, people right. who have done design, UX, development in a certain sphere before. Um, you should leverage those expertise rather than oftentimes trying to fumble around yourself and trying to figure out how to do something. Yeah. It's all, it's all, it's great to teach yourself things, but, uh, you know, you kind of got to weigh, weigh the pros and cons and figure out in terms of your own time, what is the best use of that time. So, Absolutely. although it might be a little painful to pay somebody else for something, uh, be, you know, social media, whatever, <laughs> sometimes yeah. you should just leverage the experts. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and that's honestly how these companies, one of the ways they've gotten as big as they are, right. is they do leverage those things. And they figured it out. Yeah. You know, yeah. smaller entrepreneurs just haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. <laughs> They're still, yeah, many are still doing it themselves. And rightfully so, right? Yeah. You, you need to kind of figure it out and then start to siphon off the work you don't want to do. Right, right. <laughs> give Delegation. Yep, yep, exactly. Well, um, so you were, you were doing that. You were working yeah. for Ogilvy. You were working with these big companies. What was kind of the, the next step? You uh... Yeah, so I started to consult because I was just done with that a little bit. So I started consulting. I worked for companies in Denver and in the Boulder area, um, <clears throat> just doing my own thing, built an LLC. Uh, I didn't actually even get to build a website because <laughs> I had enough work kind of coming to me from right. my experiences and the people that I knew. And they always say that when you're starting to build something and you think you might want to go down a route, something lands on your lap. <laughs> and that's when uh, a company called Envision landed on my lap. And Envision is a SaaS, so software as a service, uh, digital design product tool. And a previous coworker uh, reached out to me and said, hey, I think you'd be great at this. I think you should interview. Right. Lo and behold, it was such a great opportunity. Envision is a completely remote company. And so that was a huge appeal. It's a great brand. It was pre-IPO. Um, and so I could dip my toe and start to move into the SaaS space, which is really, at that time, kind of more up and coming and, yeah. and starting to, uh, you know, so, I had worked on a lot of those products. And so I was like trying to flip around to actually work for the product that I was. To, to give the on. listeners perspective, like um, what would be a software as a service or a SaaS uh -huh. thing that you know, top of mind that you would be a good example. Like Salesforce. Salesforce, Salesforce. is the classic. So okay. probably a lot of people are like Workday. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just hoping that most people know what Salesforce is. Yes. Okay. No, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. And yeah. Slack. Slack yeah. is huge. We're sitting here yeah. and, and uh, you know, I don't, this, again, this we're laughing because it's totally foreign to me. Like I don't have Slack and I haven't used it. I understand how it works. Haven't. But Amanda's, you know, sitting here and her stuff's pinging left and right. You know, with, with Don't tell my work. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. With Slack messages and this and that. And it's just fascinating how that is keeping, you know, all these remote workers working together. Um, it's just, it's fascinating for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm sorry, I didn't mean to yeah, interrupt. Let's no, talk about, um, so Envision was, it, it's completely remote company. Right. Um, do you have, I mean, is there like a head? Is there any headquarters? Envision has zero headquarters. Uh, they would do, uh, similar to other sales companies, uh, they do kind of like a sales kickoff once a year. But then the one thing that was unique for them is they would do something called IRL, so in real life. Okay. Uh, so they would have a company, all company, get together um, at the time and uh, get everyone together to when meet. When we could do that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get everyone together to meet. 
And uh, so, yeah, so I mean, I interviewed, I got the job. I never met a single person. I didn't meet my boss or anything like that. It's all over Zoom. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, and what year was this? It was in 2017. 2017. Yeah. Okay, so what, way ahead of all of us through COVID just getting used to using Zoom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep, it was all over Zoom. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for me, uh, it was a welcomed change. I was really excited to be able to have the autonomy. I had great managers, great bosses that, you know, that have that trust with you as an employee yeah. where you are getting your work done and uh, you, you have to have that level of trust when you work remote. Yeah. And you can't be micromanaging or <laughs> hovering over or walking around and seeing people. You just have to know that someone's getting their job done. So So I I mean these are generally like the people that envision this hiring, these are not new workers. There some, some yeah. were. Yeah. So early there are some people that were like earlier on in like maybe their sales career or marketing okay. career or whatever. And others are much more tenured, had worked at large, very large companies in the past. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The gamut. There's about 1,500 people, I think, at the time. Oh my gosh. Yeah, when I was working at Envision. That's a big company. Right. Yeah. Global. Yeah. 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 If they were all in one place, that would be uh, it's like bigger than Carbondale. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So you, you know you uh you were you went from consulting. You're working for yeah. Envision, which was kind of a natural transition because uh, you were able to work remote. Yeah. And so how did you end up, you know, where you are now, and how did you end up here in the valley? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, you can blame my husband. Okay. <laughs> no, he actually got. Or a, thank him. Yeah, or th- actually, that that he's always like, oh, don't you thank me? Don't you thank me for taking that job? So he, uh, because I was remote, um, one of the things that I had really taken advantage of was traveling around. So something I hadn't talked to you about, but um, when I was working for Envision, I actually worked in Australia for a little bit. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just went over there. I had never been, and I had the you know the flexibility to go do that, and yeah. so. I just altered my hours. I didn't do it for very long. You know, I, did, I was there for about a week. But before that, I had traveled um, in Bali and Singapore. And so just had the opportunity to, you know, get some hours in. Yeah. Um, used only a little bit of my PTO. Uh, the other thing I did was I uh, rented a house in Crested Butte, like during the perfect fall time okay. uh, when I was living in Denver and working for Envision. And so I just started to have this kind of work from anywhere mentality, right? You can still get your same work done, same quality. Um, and still be enjoying what you're doing yeah. in, in a different space. And so because I was working remote, uh, you know, my husband and I looked at each other. And we were like, well, where do we really want to live? Denver's growing so much. We'd lived there for a while. Okay. And we really enjoy, obviously, the outdoor activities, ski, bike, hike. Uh, we were heading up to Winter Park all the time. Uh-huh. And so we have some friends that live here in Basalt and Carbondale. We were coming up to visit a bunch. And he threw, threw his resume out. And lo and behold... Uh, he ended up getting a job oh. in Aspen. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So it was really easy, obviously, for us to make the move uh, in terms of my job. And I was able to go and do that. And uh, so so it's been great. It's been great to kind of get to know the Valley and, yeah. and get to know everyone in the area. And I feel I still feel like a newbie, but it's been a year and a half <laughs> getting to know the area and the space and everything. Well, no, I mean, good for you. And And, and honestly, you're the perfect example of kind of a transition we're, we're having in our valley right now everyone you know it's it's a very attractive place to live right. obviously for all the reasons we you know we we both know um and so we are seeing more and more remote workers right you know right um so you you came into town you were you were working remote um 
kind of stumbled up- across CoVenture. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Give us a little bit of like what went on there. Yeah. So to back up a little bit, like when I was in Denver, um, I had been volunteering and co-chairing for a group called She Says. And She okay. Says is a women's uh, professional development, entrepreneur, uh, tech, digital uh, group, basically to help women in, in, the, in the kind of the digital tech space, essentially create connections, mentorship, et cetera. So I had been volunteering for them for about uh, seven years. And uh, when we moved up here, I stumbled across CoVenture mostly because uh-huh. I was working remote. And part of me, I was like, well, it might be nice to get out of the house once in a while. Maybe I can make friends here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I, I stumbled that's, in. Well, yeah. that's how we met. You, yeah. you came in, you know, you were working at the desk next door. And yeah, yeah. So I just started uh, to sit in space. And as I kind of looked at it, I was like, there's got to be more women like me up here. And yeah. so... I approached um, uh, Jonathan and Mike and just said, would you, would you all like, do you guys have anything in the works for like women's groups or women's networking, professional networking? And I looked around and there's other women's groups. Absolutely. And those are really, really great for more of that personal development. But I felt like there's a real gap in the professional side. Um, And for maybe more people that were remote working from for larger companies and or entrepreneurs in the space that are trying to kind of like find their way. Well, I would say there there is a huge gap, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. because to be honest, until recently, we haven't had remote workers with the experience that you've been through. Right. You know, right. I I mean, you're in the short amount of time when you graduated and got your first yeah. job, and we were laughing about it earlier because her first job was $20,000. Oh, yeah. But still somehow <laughs> was able to survive. Yes. But, uh, you know, the the amount of experience that you've had through there and these companies you've worked with and these, these large organizations, that's not a typical thing that you run into, um, you know, someone who's living here in the Valley. We, yeah. And I was, to be honest, I was very nervous about that. That for me, pr- professional growth is a thing that I love. Um, I that's what I do for my job, right? Like right. I am in sales enablement. My whole goal is to do learning, training, development for the field sales organization. And so for me, that's I'm that's a huge passion of mine. And so being able to help others and help myself even mm-hmm. from learning from other women. And so I was very nervous. And what I found, although you say that, is there are a lot of women that yeah. work remote and work tech. And I have met them, um, I was, <laughs> to be honest with you, I was at an allergy appointment and I had my laptop and now I work at Zscaler and I, this woman across me, she's like, you have a sticker for Zscaler. Do you work for Zscaler? Because I work for Ping Identity, which really? is a very, which is, uh, yeah, which is an alliance and a partner of ours in the space. And so, but she right. lives up here. She works remote. You just don't know. You just don't know that those people are here. I think that CoVenture allows a lot of those women to have, or, or anybody really, to sure. have that space to sit and kind of feel like you still have those coworkers that you may be around and um, lament and have some of those conversations. So it's been great to get to know a lot of those types of people. Well, and, and for the people like us, we wouldn't generally bump into those. You right, know? exactly. Like when you say, I work for Zscaler and, you know, these different companies, it's, it goes right over my head. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, yeah, cloud IT security, you don't know yeah, all about no, it? Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But I think there's more, there's more people here who are entrepreneurs, who are um, starting their business, mid-business, uh, trying to kind of 
yeah. uh, continue to educate themselves and learn and train and get better. Um, I, I just think that there's such a need and a want for that uh, and that spirit inside. Yeah, it's definitely a, a, a niche you can you can fill and, and a bridge that needs to be built. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I mean, honestly, I can really see the value there. So we appreciate yeah, <laughs> yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, and, let, you know, let's talk about that. You, you talked about I'm in the um, enablement. Yeah. You know, so what is you, you say uh, when you describe what you do for for work, it's you're in the enablement space. Can you give me a little detail on what that is? Yeah, absolutely. So sales enablement, it's a newer industry um, and it's essentially making sure that um, the field sales organization. So thinking from the early stages of prospecting to mm -hmm. um, owning and then closing a particular customer and then retaining that customer, uh -huh. all of those stages really teaching all of those team members uh, about new processes, a, a sales process, a new product launch, um, sometimes soft skills. It really depends. Um, and so I um, lead the learning experience design team at C-Scaler, and we basically build the curriculum, courses, et cetera, e-learning modules, workshops, just to run the gamut, uh, trying to train these adults on key topics, key areas, principles, et cetera, that, yeah, they need to know for their job to basically then make the money for the company. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. And this is like, a, it's um, it's not a cookie cutter thing, but you you can, this applies to all kinds of different companies. Absolutely. And enablement is definitely something that's up and coming. What's really interesting yeah. is I think that with the, one with the remote environments, mm -hmm. and then I think as tech and SaaS companies get bigger and bigger, they're realizing that you can't just hire someone that's just perfect at everything, right? Right. You need to train them, you need to teach them, and show them the path, show them the processes that you as the company have established to get to their end goal, their quota, their numbers, whatever metric right. you're trying to get them to. And so that's my job. My job is to basically help that person get to that end state. Like we are trying to get them to making money, right? Sure. <laughs> making yeah, yeah, money yeah. for the company. Yeah, yeah. And so you have to kind of be able to look at it and say, how am I going to best train that person um, on our tools and our operational processes and every single thing. I mean, yeah. there's a lot, we have a whole laundry list of things that we have to teach them on. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there is a ton of detail <laughs> to get into for each company. Yeah, exactly. Different products, different solutions, yeah. use cases, competitors, just tons of different topics. And then the thing that's ever changing in tech and in SaaS is that it's ever changing. Mm -hmm. Nothing is ever static. I mean, literally, I always say, to my job, you have to be extremely flexible. Things change every single quarter. Every quarter, something changes, and you have to redo and redo and iterate and change and change. Um, you just have to keep up because everyone's changing their product, they're changing their messaging, and so you have to, as a, as the organization, as enablement, you have to then figure out how to train to that, work wow. with the product teams, work with the marketing teams to build that content and make wow. sure that our people who are out in the field are equipped and have the right content, the right information to go sell. Wow. <laughs> That's it blows my mind because you can do this across multiple different brands, your, your company even. Yeah, you know, yeah. So yeah, so we do it obviously for our our teams because we're selling our products, but um, many many companies are starting to open up to say, hey, maybe we do need to get some enablement and train our people. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's great. It's it's 
and, and you know, enablement isn't the only thing in the tech industry that's changing. I think there's a lot of roles that are changing and um, trying to keep up with the times and sure. move. So. Yeah. Well, you know, I to kind of jump back when we talked about um, when you were with Ogilvy and you were doing these Price Waterhouse Coopers, and you were you were the only female in the boardroom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we kind of take that and we take the experience that you've had over these years mm -hmm. to where you are now. And, and you're doing a, it's a group you're organizing called the Rocky Mountain High. Correct. Yeah. And not to pick on PwC, but yeah, there is yeah, a yeah. lot of yeah, other totally. companies. No. When you are in tech, you're in digital. In general, it is more of a male dominated industry. Uh, I think there's the example of in general at tech companies, it's maybe 30% female. Wow. Um, don't quote me on that sure, sure. Yeah, specific yeah percentage but yeah. it's not super high right yeah. the percentage is not very high so the likelihood that you are in a high meeting a strategic meeting you classically may be the only female and it wow. still happens it's happened for my entire career and it's something that you're I, you gain that awareness of and uh, so early in my career I was very lucky to have some amazing mentors that I had yeah. as bosses or as allies within companies that I worked at and I started to realize then when I um, started to volunteer for She Says, like how important that is to basically have that network, right. that connection, and learn, learn as a female how to process, grow, and learn in your own career and where to, where to kind of go. Um, oftentimes, there there is no perfect roadmap. I mean, right. me talking about my experience to go from different agencies, doing different things, consulting, then working in the SaaS space. It's not a linear path. Right. There's, there's Nowadays, there's no linear path. It's like, where do you go? How do you navigate this? How do you ask for what you want? How do you extrapolate your last job to the next one? Um, there's a lot of things you need to learn. And uh, having a network and having a group of women is so great. Yeah. And there's, there's different challenges, you know, mm -hmm. as we were talking about earlier. Um, and even just an example of... Uh, I, I forget, the example was, you know, someone said uh, to you or, or as, as a female that, hey, um, good job on that. And the natural instinct yeah. is to say, not just say, hey, thanks. It, it's more to be inclusive and say, you know. I had a whole team to yeah. help me. The team worked really, really hard, which is a wonderful thing to absolutely. say. As a leader, yeah. as a manager, you yeah. absolutely need to give credit to everybody. But I learned early on that I was giving my credit away. And I actually had a VP straight out tell me, just, I mean, just say thank you next time. Yeah. And it really, that really hits your heart. Uh, I think in terms of just being able to, yes, hell yeah, I did a great <laughs> job. Thank you. Right. right? But, totally. but we're, I, I don't know where the conditioning comes from to just turn and give it away. Uh, and sometimes, so now I catch myself and I will say thank you. And then I'll wait, you know, and then I'm like, and then here's the team. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? absolutely. Because, again, that's still authentic to me. It's still authentic to me to, you know, rise Include the other everybody. people up that have done an amazing job. But making sure you say thank you and making sure that you do take in the feedback and taking that credit. Yeah, credit where credit is due. Yeah, yep, that right? was one of my topics for the Hive. Yeah, I did a presentation on it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. So, um. So the hive, we are, you know, let's let's talk about that. What this and again, this is a a little bit of a side passion project it for is. you. Yeah. 
And so bringing the people together, the women entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. talking about uh, business issues and specifically geared towards women and how to navigate these different things. Yeah, absolutely. So a uh, range of topics. We've had one um, talking about listening. We've talked about kind of how to vision your next year. Mm -hmm. um, we've had one, I, you know, I spoke and did the whole credit or credit is due. Yeah. Um, and then other kind of just mind mentoring sessions where it's just sometimes you need someone to talk to about yeah. things that might be going on and how to, uh, you know, lamenting yeah, <laughs> sometimes yeah. is what you need. And then, yeah, I've worked with a few women um, with, what, what, like I mentioned earlier, Western Slope Startup Week. Uh, we did an awesome presentation for them kind of just talking about asking for what you want and the best approaches to doing that. Right, mm -hmm. right. Well, I think that's something that we all, you know, we, we all could learn. <laughs> Mike, there. maybe you'll get invited to the next one. Oh, geez. <laughs> I'm not scared. Okay. <laughs> I'm not scared. I was the only, I will have to say I was the only, uh, the only male in my women's study class. Okay, there you college. go. I was a psych major. Okay. And now I'm doing this. But anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, no, I think that what you're doing is great. I'm super excited to have you hosting these podcasts for us. Yeah. Um, do you, can you give away, a, uh, some of the entrepreneurs you're going to be talking with? You yeah. Have a couple? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, talking with, uh, Sarah Broom, she is a local personal trainer and then she built her own wellness, kind of personal fitness. She was doing it online. Now she's kind of helping in between, uh, while the kids are kind of halfway online yeah. and um, trying to get them moving, trying to get them making with their hands. So, so talked with her a little bit. Yeah. And she's doing, it's not like a, it's not online classes, but it's a Zoom relation. Zoom. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, to try, and, and she's, you'll have to hear the podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's all I about pivoting. I just heard pivoting. it today. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about changing um, another entrepreneur. So Sup Marble. Uh, so Jamie, she, uh, uh, yeah, so own Sup Marble stand up paddleboarding. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And so uh, talking with her just a little bit about how this year's looked for for them, and very interesting, very different than most people. They have been super busy, uh, so it's they've been trying to yep. maintain and trying to figure out okay what comes next, and it's opened up doors to be able to do maybe some winter activities that they've not done before, and they're looking at other things like that and. It's, again, it's opened up ideas of like retreats and things uh, because of yep. how well they did this year. And so I think that's the kind of got the goal of the podcast. Let's see, let's run the gamut of yeah. how crazy it's been for some people, like, you know, how different it's been. And the one key thing that I'm going to ask throughout the podcast is describe 2020 in one word. <laughs> and I can't tell you the words have been just so poignant spot on really? I absolutely love them I'm excited. so yeah maybe I'll make like a fun <laughs> word cloud or something out of it but um I have a few other in the works no one's like officially committed right okay. now but uh probably do a full series and uh really excited it's great to just connect and hear what's actually going on uh, with yeah. with local people I think we have a lot of like misconceptions or conceptions about what's what's actually happening it's so interesting to hear how people are really doing and so it's been great yeah oh that's that's fantastic well i i am looking forward to it and thank yeah. you so much for doing this um again that's amanda gob um her she is with us here at co-venture and she has rocky mountain hives so if you're an entrepreneur out there um reach out to amanda get in touch and uh Let's get you on the podcast.
Yeah, absolutely. And if you want to, the Rocky Mountain Hive has a Facebook group. Go ahead and like and follow, and you can reach out to me if you have any ideas on topics uh, for events or speaking engagements or anything uh, that you'd be interested in. Yeah. So thanks so much for having me. Awesome. Thanks, Amanda. <laughs> See you guys. CoVenture is a nonprofit based in Carbondale, Colorado. We're on a mission to empower rural communities to build sustainable businesses and ecosystems through tactical solutions and engagement. Find us online at coventure.io. Please contact us if you're interested in sponsorship opportunities.